Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. podcast this is an audio look back at every video game ever i'm matthew and i'm ben and this ben is our very first episode are you excited uh yeah i'm a little nervous but uh we'll, we'll see how it goes yeah you know i'm i'm keen for it i'm keen let's I, see how we go we've okay. been what are we doing today well today we are talking about the outer wilds which is a 2019 release from mobius digital mm-hmm. a independent hit an indie game and yeah i think it's gonna be good so before we get started, I wanted to talk about what is the Past Play Podcast? What is it going to be? Okay. All right. So, I, I'd imagine what we're doing is we're just talking about, this isn't a review thing. This isn't a, you know, oh, hey, this game came out a week ago thing. This is, man, this game's been out for a while. Let's go back and talk about it now that everyone knows that this is a thing. Um Am I correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds like it. Um Yeah, so I think... What we want to say about this is there is no specific rules, I guess. Like, uh, you know, we'll try and do a bit of a mix of games. We'll do some older games. We'll do some newish games. Um, probably not super old games, but mm. like, you mm. know, you can go back a generation or so of consoles and yeah, give a bit of a mixture, a mix of Xbox, PS4, just reviewing or sort of reviewing, but looking back at what, at games that have been, you know, important or, uh, significant in gaming history and, uh, I'd say there's probably more of a focus on story-based games, you know, yeah, yeah. games with a bit of a campaign or a plot to follow through. So how things are going to work is first we're going to do a bit of an overview of the game, which in this case is The Outer Wilds, and then we're going to talk, and that'll be the sort of a spoiler-free uh, idea for anyone who hasn't played it yet, and then we're going to go into a bit of a history of you know how this game came to be, what was the development cycle like, all that sort of stuff. Then we'll take a little bit of a break and we'll come back and we'll talk, really dive into the the nitty gritty of the story through full spoiler territory. So you've been warned when we get to that point, everything's on the table. Okay. And just to clarify, this is Outer Wilds, not Outer Worlds. No, not Outer Worlds. Yes. Outer Worlds also (laughs) came out in 2019. (laughs) It's Um, it's a different game. Yeah. This is the indie one, not the full one. Yeah. This is the one that's not, uh, yeah. Who was that? Obsidian? It's not not Obsidian. This is Mobius Digital. Okay. 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 So, do you want to start? Give me. Let's have some, you know, overview, basic thoughts. Tell me about the Outer Wilds. Uh, Outer Wilds is my favorite game of 2019. Loved it. Um, 
It's space exploration, the video game. You get in your little rinky-dink ship, you fly to all the planets, explore the different planets. There's no rules. There's no, hey, go here and do this. There's no, you know, objectives or anything. You do whatever you want. You go wherever you want and you discover the story. Um, it's not even really one overarching story, though, is there? It's kind of like five different things going on, but... Yeah, there's there's four or five different sort of main points that you have to work out. The mm. Sort of everything points you towards these sort of areas and you have to find out what was going on. And eventually you do get an overall picture of the solar system, but because uh, you're exploring the past of a previous civilization that's lived there, they were called the Nomai. Mm-hmm. which I'm mm. assuming is the plural for nomads. Was, yeah, yeah. Just like uh, Kantai is the plural for Kansas. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, you, you find out what they've been doing, but they've sort of been living in separate groups and doing we're all working towards different projects. And you sort of, yeah, you're uncovering what happened and in the end, I guess, solving the mysteries of the solar system. There's, they're all science. Okay, so you've got, I, am I correct in remembering that there's only two alien species in this game, really. There's your species, and then there's the Nomai. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't even know what your species is called. Are they called uh, something? Maybe I forgot that. They've probably got a name. they got, like, what, three eyes or something? Yeah. Eight round oval heads? I don't know oh, what, what called, you, Yeah, I think you have four, four eyes, maybe. Eyes, yeah. Four eyes, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, there's the name of your space program, but, you know. Um, but I don't think it actually has the name of your planet, your people. Um yeah, so there's basically only you and the Nomai, and you live in this uh, really depressing solar system where your planet is only big enough for a dozen people to live on yes. um, safely. <laughs> Apparently. And <laughs> all the planets are, you know, about as, as big as... You, you can know, walk around every yeah. planet in about 10 minutes. Yeah, 10 minutes walking. You can fly around the... Your home planet, you can fly around maybe in 30 seconds if you just flew all the way yeah. around. So, yeah, it's... It's good. It's good. Like, you... Okay, so I'm not as, like, super, super high on it as you. Not to say that I didn't enjoy it. I really enjoyed my time with it. But I think it's a game that... It's something that you don't see in other games. You know, there's a million first-person shooters out there. Yes. There's a million, um, you know, beat-em-ups or all this sort of stuff. This is a game that gives you something that you don't really see that often. And, I mean, there are other games a bit like it. Like, there was obviously No Man's Sky came out not too long ago. Yeah, um, but and I, which I have not played, so it's all right. you know, um, I can't say that I'm an authority on that. But yeah, it's it's something that you're not expecting when you normally play a video game. You know, there's mm-hmm. no objectives, there's no sort of goal that you have to do. There is a bit of a map to guide you where you're supposed to go in terms of yes, like, which are... clues because it's it's what what do they call it? It's. It's like a rumor map or something. Yeah, that sounds about right. You find the stuff that's important and then like, oh, this could link to this. And then so from there, it'll say, oh, maybe this links to this thing on the other planet. It draws lines to the different bits and pieces. So it guides you in a way. It's not just completely throwing you out into the abyss, Mm -hmm. but it's still up to you to find these things, connect these things and... There's not, there is an end game, I suppose, but you could really just end wherever you wanted and be like, okay, I'm happy I've explored enough, but. Yeah, I think there is technically an end game state Hmm. that you, the credits will roll. Yeah. But it's also, 
it's something different about this type of game, even compared to other puzzle games, because you could say this is a puzzle game. You know, you sort yeah, of have yeah. to traverse different areas. You have to put together certain pieces to make everything work together at the end. But the beauty of the game is that really you could finish the game in the first go. Yes, if you were yeah. if you were really lucky <laughs> and somehow just walked into the right spot, you could finish the game in 10 minutes. But you can't because you don't know the secrets of mm. the universe. You have to find all that stuff out, and then eventually it suddenly all becomes clear to you, and yeah. you can finish it in ten minutes. It's it's great. Um, I because there is an achievement in it. They make you do it in one loop, <laughs> which is the worst thing I've ever done in my life. It's uh, painful. <laughs> it's, yeah. So you have to. Yeah. Um, but I do like that. It's kind of similar to, what was it, Gone, uh, Gone Home? Did you play that? I have not played it yet. Gone Home, you can finish in about three minutes or something. Yeah. If, if, again, if you know where to go and what to do, you can finish this game, like, instantly. But I like that if you don't know what you're doing, this game can take hours upon yeah, hours. Yeah, it took me... I played it the most recently. It took me at least 20 hours. I didn't measure the mm. exact time, but it took mm. between 20 and 30 hours to finish it. And I will admit, I did look up some stuff towards the end. Yes, yeah. Because, not because, like, I don't like doing that, but it's like, um, when I get, it's not that I was stuck, it's that I got to a point and I was sort of stuck, but I was like, am I stuck because I don't know, I haven't done the thing that I need to do for this part yet, or am I stuck because I'm just an idiot and I don't know how to do it? I, I can only imagine you got stuck at the same point I did, which... Um, I got stuck at a few different points. Was... The one that I first remember looking it up for was... It actually doesn't matter at all in the whole scheme of the things. And mm. I don't think I even end up completely doing it. But you go up to... There's a thing called the Sun Station, which isn't really a spoiler. Yeah. There's a thing called the Sun Station. And there's like... You get up there and it's broken. And you have to like... You, you are supposed to just jetpack across. Mm. And I tried that once and I just fell straight into the sun immediately. And I thought, well, this can't be right. I must have to do something else. So I looked I'm it up. Of the yeah. Game. Yeah. Surely, you know, well, I thought, you know, I'm, I'm like this far away from the sun. Yeah. Surely if yeah. I jump out of this thing, I'm just going to plummet straight into the sun. And that's exactly what happened. But mm. apparently if you do it right, you can just fly straight across. Yeah. So that was why I sort of looked things up just to make sure that I was on the right track and like I hadn't missed something. Um, but yeah, okay. So, have you got any more? No, no, no. Yeah, overall thoughts. All right. So, let's sort of jump into the um, the tutorial section because that sort of gives you an idea of all the different mechanics that are in the game and then they all sort of... There's a lot of simple mechanics and not a huge amount of controls to learn, but it sort of all builds together into a, a simple experience that they get a lot out of the different controls that you mm. do have. It's... So, they give you the whole tutorial on your starting planet, Timber Hearth, I think it's yeah, called. Timber Hearth, right? Yeah, Timber yeah. There's not, there aren't that many mechanics, which is great. You've got your spaceship, you've got your jetpack, you've got your signal scope, like you're yeah, that's what's called, yeah. for different uh, frequencies and stuff. That's it? Yeah, pre- oh, you got your probe shooter. That's right. That's about it. Yeah. Four yeah. different things, really. Uh, and they teach you how to do them all on the starting planet. And There's... you've got, you got, can't forget, you've got roasting marshmallows. Oh, of that's course. A, that's, that's a, a, that's a big know, part of the game. What would we do without that? That's the end game right there. Yeah, roasting. Well, te- yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so basically what happens is you, I don't know, you wake up, I guess, at the start, even yeah, though... You just wake up. You sort just of just wake up, just even though it's like... I think the it's, middle of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You wake, you wake up, and you're immediately they're like, "Yeah, it's time to go to space." And so clearly, you slept overslept. Oh, 
I am horribly underprepared for going to space. Yeah. Sure. So, dude, you're talking to there. He's like, oh man, you got to go to the observatory and get the launch codes for your for the ship, so you can actually leave. Mm. And so, and then you sort of you get sent through this sort of path through the city because you don't have your jetpack yet. You're sort of just well, and because the, the gravity is a bit quite strong on Tim Path, yeah. not super strong, but yeah, you sort of have to follow this path. And you go up there, and there's a little model spaceship, and dude lets you fly that around, yeah. so you sort of get an idea of how difficult it is to control the spaceship, so you panic immediately. That's the thing. <laughs> they use a model as their test. Like, okay, you go into space, just try it. Just try it on this. It'll, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be it's fine. Cool, immediately crash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too good. And then there's a few, like, little geysers and stuff there that, like, send you flying mm. and stuff, which, uh, yeah, comes into play later on. Um, and then I think you go around and talk to a few people. They're mostly like, man, what are you doing going space? I guess that's pretty cool. I yeah. I wouldn't do it, but yeah, why not? Everyone's advising against it. They're like, man, in space, that's kind of, why would you do that? Okay. Yeah. Um, and so eventually, and then you find, I think the next thing you do is you find some kids and they're like playing hide and seek yes. or something. And they're like, and hey, then, let me tutorial your signal scope. Yeah, let me show you how to use your signal scope. <laughs> so they, they run and hide and you have to like, I don't know. How does it stop you from looking? I guess you just... I think you just black out for like 10 seconds and they're gone. Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. Close and then, eyes. and then you, um, yeah, cause you close your eyes and then you like have to pull out your signal scope and like find their signal. Cause for some reason they're carrying signals with them to make it easy for you to find them. I don't know. <sighs> don't they have a radio or something? Yeah, I think so. They have like walkie talkies or whatever. Mm. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, the whole point is that you're supposed to find them with the signal scope, but it also feels like cheating in hide and seek when you can just point it in any direction. But hey. Well, just do a real. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you find them, that teaches you how to do that. So you need, cause you'll need that sort of for different things. It's not really required, the signal scope, but it does help you find stuff if you're a bit lost. I, yeah, I think I use it mainly for planet finding in that, oh, which, which direction is this specific planet? Because you've yeah. got all the characters on the planet playing the instruments. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Yeah, well, it's sort of, it's good in the early game as well, because you're like, man, what do I do? And then mm, you pull out your mm. thing, you're like, oh, there's some person over here that I yeah. can go, like, do see you play Banjo on the moon? Sweet. I'll yeah, let's see what's going on. Um, and then you, you head up, oh, and you see they have, like, a weird pen where they keep their ghost matter, which is a bit weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then they're like, mm, yeah, this ghost matter is really deadly. Don't go near it. So, you know, um... And you have like a, because you have like a probe thing that can, it can take photos, but you can also shoot it off in a direction and then it can take photos as it flies off to wherever mm. it's going. So you learn about that, you go up a tower, you shoot it off. Um, and then the only thing left is the zero G cave or yes, whatever. where they teach you how to do the jetpack, how to do your repairs for your ship. Mm. Um, that's about it. That's about the sum of the mechanics. Yeah. Um, Interesting thing about the Zero-G cave I found out when I was doing a bit of research is that it's actually, it actually is in the dead center of the planet, which is why it has no ah, gravity. Yeah, it's not just that they put a gravity box this. there. Yes. It's that they actually is in the center yeah. of the planet because the planet is, you know, like I said, it's only about, you know, mm. not very big. Um, so then you you head into the observatory and you talk to a few guys there and you sort of look around. You can read a lot of stuff about the solar system there's, there. Yeah, there's some lore. Yeah, especially I found it interesting that they said... That the sun was going to explode, but not anytime soon. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, I don't think that's really a spoiler, but no. um, and oh, the only other thing interesting thing there is there's like a rock that you you go outside. Oh, uh, that yeah. The um, hey, if you're looking at me, I won't move. Yeah, which becomes a big, big part of the game. Actually, the quantum rocks that like you look at them and they're there, but if you look away, they'll have moved somewhere else. Mm. Um, and so then after that. 
you go up and you talk to a guy called Hornfells, who gives you your launch codes and everything. I believe he... I think I heard he's the only mandatory dialogue you have to have in the game. Yes, he's the only thing you have to talk to. And he's. I think he's technically he's the only conversation you even have to read. Like, because mm. you can... You get this weird uh, translator that reads Know yes, My Script. Yes. And Know My Script is just... It's just a bunch We're of swirls. It's just board. a bunch of swirls coming <laughs> off each other, but you can read them. Um, but you technically don't have to read any of it. I mean, you'd, you'd struggle to find out where you're going if you didn't read it because it tells you, a like, it, all these things. A lot of it is just lore. Like, oh, yeah, oh, a lot of it's... And that. But then it's... Some is, oh, we did this here. You should yeah, you should go there. Have a look. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them just them talking to each other. But also, yeah, they do, like... A f- there's a fair bit of it that does trigger, like your rumor map mm, so it's mm. sort of like you can go to a place and you can look around and you might know what's happening next but if you don't actually read enough conversation the rumor might not trigger and then your map will continue to the next place so you know exactly where yeah. you're supposed to go yeah. for sure um so you talk to this guy and actually i something else that i found out when i was doing research is that um originally they had it that this dude um you ask you can ask him what to do or something or yes, something yes. like that but they changed it that he asks you what you want to do. Because they don't want to pin you... They want to give you the freedom. Yeah. They, um... Was this in that documentary? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, they want to give you the freedom. So, instead of you saying, Oh, give me help. I want help. Help, please. Yeah. He said, Hey, what do you want to do? And then, and like, then yeah, you, you know, can I, say... I know what I want to do. You know, oh, I want to find other travelers that have mm. been out there. I want to, um... I want to... What am I trying to say? I want to like you know explore, explore the huge planets or whatever, or that. yeah. Or I think I chose. I just want to start off small. He's like, yeah, just go to the moon. It's about two hundred meters that way. Like it's just yeah, up. There. It really is about yeah, two hundred. That's how that far it is. Um, yeah. So then after that, on the way out is where the main crucial point of the game happens. Mm. As, as, as you leave, there's this weird no my statue thing with three eyes, and it looks at you, and it's like eyes glow. And you're like, I mean, that's a bit weird. And then you just move on. Yes. It doesn't... It does this whole, like... It doesn't it do a flashbacky thing? Like, everything you've done up until then. Does it do that then? No, it, it might. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah. The yeah. game is like, hey, here's your checkpoint system. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Here's all your progress saved. Okay, that was weird. Let's keep going. Yeah. So I talked to a dude and I was like, yeah, man, this statue was real weird. It did something. And he was like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't think anything of it. It's fine. Yeah, it's probably no fine. Cares. No one cares. It's probably fine. So you go back, you get on your ship and you're off. You're into the mm-hmm. to the solar system. And yeah, you're basically free to do whatever you want. There's a whole array of planets out there for you. There's the moon. There's the planet you already live on, Timberhearth. Um, Dark Bramble, Riddle Hollow. Giant Steep, and... You've got the Ash Twin Yeah, project, the Ash Twins. The Sun Station. Um, There's the Interloper, which is like a weird yes, comet thing. Yep. And, yeah, that's... I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. So, mm. I think that'd probably do us for the for the spoiler-free... I think, yeah. For me, on it's a bit. Yeah, so what I might do is we'll go... We'll go into the history of the, of the whole game and how it came to be, and then we'll come back in and we'll talk... Full spoilers all the way through the uh, through the story. Hey guys, 
guys. Thanks for listening to the Past Play Gaming Podcast. We wanted to take this time to quickly give you some information about uh, where you can find us and uh, our Patreon page. Ben, you've got the info on that. So on our Patreon page, we have two different tiers right now. We've got our $1 tier and our $5 tier. $1 backers will get to vote to determine what games we cover. $5 backers will get to determine the shortlist for this vote and also see every episode of the Past Play Gaming Podcast one week before everyone else. Yeah, and that's at patreon.com forward slash passplaygaming. Yeah. So what you're telling me is that if you're the very first $5 backer, you basically can just tell us what game to review straight up. That's a that's a really good point. Yeah. So you have the, all the power. Give us five yeah, bucks. If you're the only one there, for five bucks, you can just do whatever you want. You want us to review Fortnite? That's what we're doing. We'll try. Give us five bucks. <laughs> okay, so also... We have a YouTube. The YouTube link is a very random complication string of characters, but it will be in the description of uh, this and every other episode. I'm think I'm trying to do some stuff semi-regularly over there. So at time of recording, there's nothing up there apart from the trailer. All the podcast episodes will get fed onto there. And so I'm sort of semi-regularly looking to post some stuff up there. So if you want some different sort of uh, maybe newer content on some of the new, new games that come out and maybe some extra analysis from the podcast... Uh, just check that out over there and you can follow us everywhere in facebook instagram twitter at passplay gaming or slash passplay gaming whatever they have and with that we'll let you get back to the episode so we'll see you then see ya podcast and we're diving into the history of the outer wilds so outer wilds i think has a unconventional history really compared to a lot of games you know there's no it wasn't a big studio it wasn't a big idea or a big project it was it all came out of a student project from alex uh, beecham who was a student at the university of southern california in the games program and he was doing a master's and it sort of became his thesis project um he sort of cobbled it together over a lot of different projects, you know, where he'd do different things to do with the spaceship or he had a project where, um, you know, it was sort of an emotional thing where the sun would blow up while you were roasting a marshmallow, which basically became the... That's the premise of the yeah, game. Yeah, the premise of the game. Um, so he sort of started putting it together, but this was way back in 2011. He was doing it as his thesis and it sort of grew from there, I guess. He was... He worked on it a bit on the back burner and then um, in 2014-15 got signed on to Mobius Digital, which is a um, it's a studio founded by Mazzy Oka, who you may know from Heroes. Ben, have you seen Heroes? I have not. Yeah. All I know is uh, Zachary Quinto is in it. Yeah, there's a few actually um, actors that became <laughs> be- a bit bigger out of it. Zachary Quinto's there, Milo Ventimiglia, um, Hayden Panettiere. Oh, was in Nashville and all that stuff. Um, they were all in it. Um, so it's sort of, yeah, it's a good show. But anyway, Mazioka, he played Hero in Heroes. Oh, 
ironically, <laughs> but he was he, not hero like H-E-R-O, H-I-R-O, because okay, okay. he's uh, Japanese. That's a bit better. Um, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so he's apparently a um, huge gaming fan. He's played a lot of games uh, throughout his life, and so he sort of started this studio to publish uh, sort of indie games and or develop indie games, and they started with a few mobile projects and actually even though Alex had signed on they didn't really straight away go to the outer wild they were still working on mobile titles a few different things um, and it was only in in 2015 at the independent games festival where they put in outer wilds for a few awards and it won both excellence in design and the Seamus McNally grand prize which is like the biggest prize for like the best best in show or whatever mm-hmm. for independent games and so for that moment they sort of went oh wow we need to do something with this. We need to actually make this into a game, finish it off. So they started to work into it. They, because if you look at the, okay, so if you look at the pre-alpha footage or the yeah alpha type footage, it's uh, it doesn't look very good. Ugly. Yeah, it doesn't look very <laughs> good. I mean, your trees are brown cylinders with yeah. green cones on top yeah. of them. No texture. Very just, basic. Yeah, very bare bones. As basic as it can be. And so there was a art director or an artist an artist type who was in the um in the crowd at the igf show and his name was wesley martin and he saw this game and he thought oh this is a bit weird a student project is one like everything it looks pretty crap to me (laughs) yeah um and but he he saw there was a job listing for it in uh los angeles area which is where they were work the studio was based um and he said that he he started playing it and he basically he was just he loved it. He played it for hours, he couldn't stop, and he, he realized he had to be on this project. So he joined in as art director and over the next four ish years they just kept going over and making it look better and better. And in the end the final product looks it looks really fantastic. good. Yeah. 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 It looks really good. So um they were two of the main three. The other one was uh Lowen Verneau, who was one of uh, Alex's friends in at USC and at the uni, and he he was sort of the other creative lead on it. Once they uh, folded it all into Mobius, he was the one that actually started Mobius with Mazioka, and yeah, he was the other creative lead on the project. They went into a fig campaign with uh, which you know is the poor man's Kickstarter. Um, the poor man's. The poor man's. Well, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, kick- Again, if you're doing a Kickstarter, you if you're doing a Kickstarter, you're already a poor man. But <laughs> this is the poor, poor, poor man's Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, which I'm sorry if anyone from Fig hears this, but that's reality. Um, so they started this. They were actually the first big projects on Fig, and they raised $126,000, which. They actually only barely made their goal, which was one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Poor man. <laughs> yeah, poor, poor people. But I mean, yeah, one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars still a lot of money. So they made that. Um, interesting. I looked. The stretch goal was a retro text adventure of the game. The oh damn it! I should have backed this game. <laughs> they had to get. Well, you would have needed to back another nine thousand uh, dollars. But poor man's money, mate. Yeah, but yeah, the entire game is a text adventure. It would have been interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they did that. That was still in 2015, just after they won the award. And yet the game didn't come out until 2019. They they had a lot of, you know, design challenges. I heard, Like Wesley talked about how um, the it basically was a game that you're not supposed to make. You know, like everything in Unity in the game engine, it's built around things being 
on squares, on grids, mm-hmm. everything's flat, which they have all their planets around. It's built on the best lighting is when everything's not moving yeah. and all the planets were moving all the time. Yeah. Even when you're on them, they're all moving around. So, you know, they had to do a lot of work to get the lighting looking good, which they end up, they did pretty well in the end. Um, I mean, it's not really a game where you expect it to look amazing. Like, it's, That's, again, it's an indie game, so I can give it a pass for yeah. a few. You know, it's no Call of Duty where you expect the top tier, like, of these things. It's I can give yeah. it a pass. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely done what it needs to do. And it's like hmm. when you're out in space, you're not expecting it to be perfect. And really, the fact is that physics-based stuff is... Like, it's supposed to be realistic. If you just yeah. throw real light at something that's moving, like physics light, it should look like it's supposed to look. Yeah. Um, so, yes, that didn't... The fig money sort of worked on redefining the art, redoing a few of the planet designs, different things. I heard, say, they... Brittle Hollow eventually, originally had, like, a core that was made of, like, lava. Yeah. And it would, like, shoot things out. Mm. Um, and then they changed it to be a black hole, which it is now. That sort of everything sucks in. everything in the opposite <laughs> because they wanted it to break, sort of break up. Yeah. And, yeah, so eventually uh, in 2018, Annapurna Interactive jumped in and they're sort of a uh, publisher of a lot of sort of puzzly type story-based games. Yeah. yeah Ashen, Anna- Gone Home. Um... What Remains of Edith Finch, Donut County, a lot of just fantastic indie games. Love them. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, they were a good studio to get in there and they sort of helped uh, polish it off again. I think when they jumped in, they sort of said, yeah, it still looks pretty crap. So we need to redo all the art again. So they did all that in one year. And then here we are at, well, not right now, but in May 2019, it released not too long ago. And there we go. That was it. The game was born. And that's it. History section. It's fantastic. Um, I read that they had challenges with, um, in terms of computing. They're like, oh, if your spaceship is on this planet and and your uh, probe is on this planet and you're on this planet, the game will die. (laughs) Yeah. You will kill the game. Yeah. So because everything's moving and uh, like everything's happening over time, which was one of the keys of the game. They wanted things to change during the cycle of the game. So, yeah, if you've got... If you're standing on one planet, you have to render everything and it has mm-hmm. to be moving around everything else. But if you you leave your ship somewhere else, if something happens to your ship... To take care of that. Yeah, if something happens to your ship while it's there, you need that needs to actually happen. So it needs to render everything around your mm-hmm. ship and everything it can see while it's all moving around. And then you can shoot your probe out and take photos of stuff. So it also has to. So look you have at to be everything. able to. Yeah, it also has to see everything. And if something changes, so yeah, you can basically just break the game. Because I think they they severely downgrade like the the power of a planet, whatever you want to call it. If you're not on the planet, they're like, ah, it's crap now. We're just gonna scale. Yeah, it's it all just back. a it's just a rendered it's just ball. A thing. Yeah. yeah, nothing has to interact with anything really. It's just going. It just spins, and yeah, you just see it. Favorite thing about this game? No apparent loading screens. Yes. Not a single one. I mean, Beautiful. you could technically call the respawn a loading screen, but uh, there's not really a loading screen. Yeah, but screen. it's not like you, you know, you're know you not walking through a door and the game's like, all right, man, stop for a second. Yeah. Let me just pause. Um, mm, yeah, everything, even when you, like, teleport or something, it's just yeah, immediate. Instant, like, yeah. Which is, yeah, it's good, it's good to see. Um, all right, so we're going to take another quick break, and we'll be back with the full spoiler, f- full spoilers everywhere. Be prepared review so if you have not played the game and you don't want to get spoiled stop now 
Or cable listening. Well, you can keep listening if you want to. I mean, <laughs> well, we'll, I don't care. we'll take the listening time. But, uh, um, yeah, so, you know, if you remember to like and all these things that people do on podcasts, um, Listen, you know, um, download them on your favorite podcasting. Tell your yeah, tell your friends, download them on your favorite <laughs> podcasting type application. And, yeah, so if you are leaving us now, we'll see you next week when we review something else that we haven't decided on fully yet. It'll be a game. It'll be another game. (laughs) It will be a game. Goodbye. Play podcast talking about the Outer Wilds today, and we are ready for the spoiler-filled review, or you know, look discussion. back at the game discussion yeah. of the game. So basically, the way we're going to do this because the game nicely set out everything in individual planets for us. We're going to talk about each sort of planet and the main features of it, what its what its gimmick is, and everything, and yeah, jump into that way. So. As we said, your home planet of whatever your species is called, four-eyed weirdos. There, sure. Um, that's Timber Hearth. We've already talked about that. It's mostly just for the tutorial. There are a few little areas there, but they're sort of minor. There's no real gimmick. Its gimmick is tutorial. Yeah, its gimmick is gimmick. tutorial. Everything's normal. Gravity's normal. Yeah, Air's normal. No it's all yeah, normal. Nothing all happens to it. Fine. It just spins around. Um, so briefly, there is, of course, the moon, which is called Adel Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why it's just going to be called Moon, but that's fine. Space. Space. Yeah. Space. Um, so, you basically go there. There's not a huge amount there. There is some dude whose whole gimmick is that he doesn't have an instrument, so he just whistles. Oh, that's right. Forgot about him. Yeah. Poor guy. Because oh, the idea is everyone that goes out into space has a instrument, except for you for some reason. Uh, but- well, you got your singing voice. Yeah. You use it. <laughs> yeah, you don't use it. But that, that, everyone else brings a certain instrument with them. So maybe they just ran out of instruments. I don't mm. know. But so this dude's just because he's only on the moon, he's not very far away. He didn't get an instrument. So he just whistles. You can hear him whistle. Yeah, yeah. you can hear him whistle. Apparently, you can hear him whistle from across the cosmos as well. Like, yeah. if you wanted to. Loud whistle. With your signal scope. <laughs> he's pretty good at it. Um, and so, yeah, he's there. There's also a thing called the eye signal locator, which... Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I I have to admit, when I went to the quantum, but not spoilers. Which we have spoilers. So that's fine. Spoilers, there is a thing called fine. the quantum moon, we'll but this is not the quantum moon. When I went to the original moon, the Adel Rock, I only went there once in my first life, and I never went back. Like, there's not a huge amount there. Like, you you find this thing that called the eye signal locator, and you're like, don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. You try and locate the eye because you you can locate all the planets, I believe, on it. Yeah. But you try and locate the eye and it just spins around wildly, has no idea. No. So, you're like, well, okay, I guess that's something that I'll need to know later. And, yep. in fact, it is something you need to know later. Yes, yes. But you never actually have to go back there. Basically, the whole point of it is 
that they don't know where the eye is. That's all they're telling you. Yeah. That's all you need. Which is, you know, I guess it's there has to be some sort of uh, dead ends and things. Or, like, not even dead ends, but it's like... It's just a minor piece that never really plays into anything. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a dead end so much as a... Huh, I'm curious about this now. I'll keep yeah. that in mind. Yeah, yeah, that's, what, that's all it is. Like, it could be... If it wasn't there, you wouldn't be like, man, I wish they had an eye signal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just something that they've sort of thrown in. Um, so that was, you know, Adel Rocket's pretty chill. Um, the... So then the next closest... We went by closest to the sun, I guess, because the next closest... closest to the, the sun? very closest to the sun. Well, technically the closest to the sun is the sun station, but there's not a huge amount going on there. I don't think there's... Any, I don't... The only thing... I think I went there a couple of times. I know I was kicking myself a hundred times because there's an achievement for land on the sun station with you. Oh, ship. my God. That was the worst thing. I hated it. It's, Why would you do that? The thing is, it's not intended. That's the point. <laughs> no, like, yeah. they, the, the, the sun, the sun station, because it? it's... No. Oh, because God. it's so close to the sun, it is spinning, like, so quick. Yeah. And the problem is, once you get close enough oh, to the sun, your thrusters <laughs> cannot get you out. Once you're there, you, once you get close enough, you are hitting the sun uh, unless you hit this sun station. The amount of times I just killed myself in the sun. Yeah. Oh, my I God. mean, I killed myself along the sun, just not intentionally. Yeah. Not trying to do this. <laughs> I just flew into the sun. Oh, the autopilot God. in this game does not work. Oh, don't you? Use it. Do no. not you? You can use it, but you got to make sure that you are far away from the sun when you're headed that way. Because I was like, ah, oh, it's autopilot. That sounds good. Uh, and I just flew straight into the sun immediately. Like if sun it, station, worst worst uh, location. But yeah, literally all it is for is well, which is actually quite a crucial thing, is that they were trying to destroy the sun, the Nomai. Mm. They were using it to like shoot some sort of super particle or something into the sun to make it blow up, but it didn't work. Um, no. But that's the general gist of it. They didn't get enough power, I think, because they needed the sun for something else, which is the um, for the probe. Is it for the probe or is it I for the ship? Oh. No, I think it might be... No, because the ship gets trapped. I think it's the probe cannon. Yeah, I think it's for the probe cannon, but the probe cannon fires. I, don't I forgot what it's for, <laughs> but it's for something. the The sun station is needed for something. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, yeah. So you go up there. There's not much going on. You you. If you're me, you try and there's a bridges out, and you try and jump across and fall immediately into the mm. sun. And you then think you think the game's at fault. You think the right. game. Yeah. If you, you think that I'm not supposed to be there, and then you look it up, and you actually are supposed to be there. You're just, just bad you're at wrong. jumping. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Ashtwin Project? Yeah, so the the Ashtwin Project is on the Hourglass Twins, yes. Well, on the Ashtwin specifically. So the Ashtwin's interesting because it it took me ages to realise that the Ashtwin is actually transferring its ash to the Ember Twin. You... I didn't... I know, I know. (laughs) I know, it took me a long time. But because, like, I didn't... They were one of the last places that I went. Like, I didn't really care about them that much. And I... When you first... If you go to the Ash Twin immediately, it's just a ball mm. of ash. There's nothing on it. So, I just thought, okay, this is pretty boring. Nothing on this. So, I went to the in-between and I sort of just stayed on the surface. You know, there is a lot of underground stuff there, but I just stayed on the surface to start with. And so, you don't notice. Like, and then, you know, I'd go back to the Ash Twin and be like, oh, there's some stuff here I didn't see before. Yeah. But then I didn't realize that actually what's happening is that all the ash is transferring itself to the in-between and filling that up. I would argue that's the most... I, I'll count it as one location, and I would argue it's the most frustrating location in the game. Yeah, it's quite um, difficult because everything's on a timer. Yes, I spent so much, so many attempts in on the M between trying to find a missing uh, hint, 
couldn't find it. And every time, because the whole place is filling with sand and ash and whatever, it's you run out of room to move and then you just get crushed and you die. Yeah, you try and there's so many, there's a few different locations on the in between where you have to get Mm -hmm. really close to the center, which when it's just filling up, you have a limited window to actually get through. It's, yeah, it's difficult to do. And, um, so the first one, I guess we'll talk about a little bit about the in between. Actually, we'll talk about the Ash Twin first. So the Ash Twin is basically like a teleport station. That's basically what it is. That, that was where I got stuck. That was my stock point. Um, because towards the end where you have to teleport inside the project or whatever to grab the new... The orb, yeah. Yeah. Had no idea. I was like, man, this is weird. I can teleport to whatever planet, but I don't really know where to go from here. I'm kind of stuck. Looked it up. It's like, oh, you got to teleport here or something. I was like, yeah. But you have to do it when the in-between is right overhead. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, Uh, By that point, I'd already... It was at the point of looking things up when I got stuck. So mm-hmm. I just pushed through with looking things up. Um, yeah, it's weird. You have to do it, yeah, perfectly when it's overhead because you have to, you can only teleport when it's directly overhead. Yes, yeah. The thing. But you also have to run at that exact moment because if you just stand there, it'll suck you, you off the platform. Yeah. So you have to be like right yeah. in there the second it crosses over. It's so specific that I would never ever have thought to do it. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's not like something that you can um, puzzle your way out and find mm. the solution to. It's just something we have to just like and I think they manipulate the physics. I think they mentioned that they were thinking about redoing that bit partially because it's so yeah specific. I guess there's nothing that would suggest you need to do this really. Um, yeah, that's to yeah. The best it's of just my it's just manipulating the physics to run in at the exact moment. Yeah. Like yeah, so. Yeah, it's com- and the problem is with that is that you you waste a lot of time there because mm-hmm. if you are doing that bit, it takes about at least five minutes for yeah. it to actually be revealed by the You fly ash. there and then you've got to wait. You're like, okay, let's, okay. Yeah, so you right. wait for like two cycles. And if of you the miss your opportunity. And you miss it, that's yeah. it basically. Like, you, yeah. know, you have to do another whole cycle and then you have to die and all this stuff. And uh, yeah. Oh, that's actually, side note, something mm-hmm. that I found frustrating about this game was if I was just floating through space somehow like my ship got destroyed you can't, you can't kill yourself you can't, it's, well, I, which makes sense it's ethical like you <laughs> but you like, know yeah, that you're but... gonna respawn <laughs> actually yeah so before we go too much further yes you can you do respawn technically all your deaths in this game are canon it's on a 22 minute time loop yeah every time you spawn uh you're at the same point where you first woke up in the start of the tutorial the middle of and the you day. have 22 minutes in the middle of the day where you were sleeping <laughs> having a nap before your big space exploration uh, expedition so, you have 22 minutes before the sun explodes mm-hmm. again, and you are dead. Of course, you can die in other ways as well, and you'll go back. Yeah. Um, yeah. But technically, almost all your deaths are canon. It's Groundhog Day, the video game. There's a few um, exceptions, like if you manage to kill yourself before the end of the tutorial, you will yes, you will die you will die for real, yeah. but it still lets you respawn. Like, if you die after removing the time yeah. loop thing, that's permadeath. Yeah, so the Nomai have set a time loop because their idea is when they destroy the sun, obviously they will all die. Mm-hmm. But if they have this Ash Twin project activated, which um, gives you all your memories from the previous loop and yeah. takes you back 22 minutes, then that will let you... They have infinite time. Yeah, you have infinite time. Mm. And what what ended up happening is because they couldn't destroy the sun and then they eventually died out for unrelated reasons that we'll get into, um, they... 
you just have to wait for the sun to die naturally. Mm. And so when it did die naturally, you and one other dude on Giant Steep... Yeah, I forgot about him. Get, ...got caught in the time loop. So you, you were the only people that remembered, and everyone else was just, you know, mm. technically like, yeah, dying. Okay. And just, yeah. Um, so, yes, the... Where were we up to? The Astrin Project. Astrin Project. Yeah, so... That's sort of very, very end game. The actual Ash Twin project getting in there, but you can use the Ash Twin, Ash Twin itself to teleport to different areas. The problem with that is that you don't get to bring your ship with you most of the time. So no. if you do want to teleport somewhere, you don't have your ship. Yeah. And especially if you teleport to Giant Steep, you're not going nowhere you're without gone. your ship. You're going for. Um. All right. So yeah. So that's the main idea of the Ash, Ash Twin, and then on the other side of the Hourglass Twins is of course the Ember Twin, which is the opposite, I guess. It starts like a massively completely, completely empty. Yeah. And as time progresses throughout the 22 minutes, it just fills up, fills up, fills up. And eventually it's a ball basically it's like the, the old one. Yeah. yeah. And the Ash, the Ash Twin is nothing. So the problem with that is that you have to know to get there really fast mm-hmm. if you want to get to some of these places. For example, the, um, the Sunless City where one of the drop pods has crashed, you basically only have about 10 minutes to get down there get through all the maze of different ways you can go yeah. and get into it and then find everything you need to it find. It becomes purely muscle memory. Yeah, you have to remember okay. the path to this get is there. What, yeah, I have to go this way. The sand's coming. I have this amount of time. If I haven't made it here before then, I'm in trouble. The mm. loop is... I've lost this. <laughs> yeah, stuff. and then when you get there, there's like a whole bunch of different um, places you can go to. So like. much, yeah. yeah. So there's... Probably one of the the most simple one to go to is there's like a fossil of one of these anglerfish, which teaches you that the anglerfish can't see, which Mm -hmm. is very crucial for later on when you need to get to Dark Bramble. Yes. Because, again, I thought that I... I thought in my early days of this game that I needed to get some sort of equipment to defeat the anglerfish, but it turns out you just need to move really, really slowly. Mm -hmm. Just be quiet. Yeah, (laughs) and they won't find you. Um, Yeah, so there's a whole bunch of other places. You know, there's um, the... The high energy lab, which I, oh that's um oh that's where you discover that the no well you find out that the Nomai have discovered that when they send stuff through the black hole it actually comes out one oh, yeah. trillionth of a second yes, yeah. earlier than it went in, which is the whole basis for the Ash Twin project. In that, with enough power from the sun, they can get that to go back twenty two minutes, mm. um, which is you know what they needed for the cycle. Uh, there's not a huge amount else in the Sunless City, but on a different side of the planet, there is both Chert, who's like a little chubby dude. Oh, Chert. He's, he's really he's short. He's dude that starts going, like, insane once, um, he notices that the, the, the sun is going to explode, oh, yeah. and the longer you wait with him, he's like, man, this is the end. We're dead. I'm dead. <laughs> like, he starts to panic the longer you're there. Yeah, which, which is a bit sad when you consider that he must have been doing that. He does that he every does loop. Every he does that every loop, even when you're not there. <laughs> um, yeah, so you see him, and eventually you go into, like, a cave, which teaches you the second rule of quantum mechanics, which you find out the first rule on Giant Steep, which we'll go into. But the second rule, which is that, like, if you are in contact with a quantum object and you stop viewing a surrounding, so basically you turn off your light mm. in the dark, it will travel and you can travel with it. Yes, yeah. Which becomes important when you find the quantum moon, which is very hard to find. Um, yeah. I don't remember. Oh, yes, yeah. So, yeah, you find that out down there. There's a whole bunch of other areas, but That's we'll move on. That's, those, main, are, those are the main yeah, points that yeah. we need to cover for this one. What's next? Giant Steep? Is yeah, it? it's probably the next closest. So, we'll go Giant Steep. The trouble is... 
Giant's Deep. Oh, no. I was confusing Giant's Deep. I hate Dark Bramble. Giant's Deep is fine. Giant's um, Deep. I mean, they're close. But for me, Giant's Deep was almost the most frustrating just because everything is double gravity and it's impossible to get mm, anywhere. Yeah. So if you don't fly your ship there perfectly or like, you know, I get out of my ship and I accidentally walk off a cliff and I can't get back up. No. So it's like, yeah, you're just sort of stuck a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, Giant's Deep is basically like, it's got three layers, I guess. There's like the outside layer that you see and then yeah. inside that there's another layer that is sort of ocean with planets on it. Yeah. With the, not planets, sorry. Yeah. With islands on it. And then there's a whole bunch of tornadoes going. Technically, I guess there's four layers. Um, then the next layer, if you get below that, which you need to... you got to go really quick. Or... You have to find a reverse spinning tornado. There's only one, I think. Yeah. All the tornadoes spin clockwise, I believe. But one that's the one that spins... count, And they shoot the islands up in the air, mm-hmm. the clockwise tornadoes. But the counterclockwise one actually sends you down into the... Below the surface, which normally is too... Like, it's too... It pushes you away. Yeah. So you get below the surface and then there's like another layer which is just like a electrical core type deal and there's a bunch of jellyfish there. You have to use jellyfish to get and in. And eventually, yeah, eventually you work out from a whole bunch of other stuff that you have to use the jellyfish to get in. So you, first rule, you have to get out of your ship because I tried this with my ship and the jellyfish just electrocutes the, the crap ship. out of it. I did it in the ship. Oh, you did it yeah. in the ship? Yeah. How? You just have to, like, hide in their tentacles. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you have to be... I tried to get right up in the head, and yeah. as soon as I got near it, that was it. I was... I, the ship just I, got electrocuted I, and I did that off. many more times than I can count, yeah. But you, can, but you can get in with your ship. So, eventually, I was just like, screw it. Got out of the ship and mm. just flew up in the head, and it took me down. So... I'm yeah. always so nervous to get out of my ship because it's like, if I lose this, if I lose I'm the ship. Again. Yeah, well, I think I, I got to the point where I was like, yeah, this, this thing's a wipe. Actually, the one, the one of the good things about Giant Steep is, uh, Gabbro, who's the dude that's there. Mm-hmm. Is, well, first thing is he, he is also experiencing the time loop. He's the flute man, isn't he? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yes. He's also experiencing the time loop and he's basically just like, oh man, we're all gonna die. Oh, I don't care. Like, whatever. Life is meaningless. Yeah. Um, but he teaches you to meditate. If you ask him. What does the meditation do? So, well, the first time I, I was like, okay, I guess you can teach you to meditate. Kills you immediately. Because you meditate until the next time loop. So he teaches you. So I was like, okay to do something. <laughs> I was okay to do something uh, on the planet. And of course, I meditated with him and then I was just dead and I had to fly all the way back there again. But the good thing is once you've done that with him once, you can then meditate from the pause menu. So if you are floating in through space, did you not know this? Yeah, it becomes very useful eventually. Yeah, you can just meditate from the pause menu. So if you are floating aimlessly through space and can't find a way to kill yourself, you can just meditate until the time loop runs out. <laughs> oh, no. I've wasted so much time. Yeah. I had no idea. I had no idea. Yeah, I just Damn thought it was it. just ex- like exploring all these conversation options. So I was like, oh, meditate. Did they add that? Maybe they Maybe added they that. Added that I hope they added it. that. That's probably, yeah. <sighs> that's something that you would want to add. If- there was a whole loop where I crashed my ship in such a way that I couldn't get out of my ship. So I had to wait out the 22 minutes. I couldn't die. I couldn't get out. Oh. Uh, there was bits where I would like... I, cr- I crashed into... I think I crashed into part of the probe, which is around uh, Giant Steep. You know, the pieces oh, of the probe yeah, yeah. gun. And my ship was completely just scattered to the winds. Mm-hmm. And I was just floating. Like, I, it spun out away from all the planets. And yeah. I was just floating through the air. Um, but yeah, meditate. Very helpful. Um, but yes, you get it. So back to the core, you get into the core of Giant Steep, and that's where you find the 
probe that they've been shooting. So the whole point was of the, this whole thing, if we go back to the Ash Twin project, was they wanted to keep doing this 22-minute loop because they wanted to keep shooting their probe in every possible direction to find the eye of the universe. Mm-hmm. And they knew that they didn't have enough time to just shoot it in every possible, yeah. you know, degree that so they could. you shoot, restart, shoot, so restart. So you shoot, bop, bop, bop. someone is on the Ash Twin project, they remember what happened, mm-hmm. and then you just keep going. And eventually, because we are in a loop, it does find it, and you find the coordinates in this probe tracking module yeah. for the old eye of the universe. And you have to remember it, which is... I took a photo because I, I knew I'd photo. need to remember yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to remember a three-symbol pattern. Yeah. And that you wouldn't be able to go back and then immediately go for it because you'd run out of time in the last loop. So you would have to actually remember it and or take a photo, which is the easiest way to do it. Um, Other things in Giant's Deep, you learn the first rule of quantum mechanics, which um, is that looking at a photo of something is the same as looking at it. Oh, that's right. So that means that normally when you have to so normally a quantum object if you look away it will teleport somewhere else mm-hmm. but if you have a pro, if you shoot your probe and take a photo of it it will stay in the same spot because you've got a photo there proving that it's there yeah which again these all these rules are how you get to the quantum moon in the end so that's about it for the um giant steep there is a construction yard that shows you that sort of talks about how they built these uh eye statue dudes but it's sort of a side area um, what else do we want to talk about the canon itself? Probably sort of touched on it already. I think, yeah, there's not much to talk about there. It's just a place you go there. It's you just it's law. There's nothing to do there. Yeah, it tells you about the fact that they were shooting this thing to try and find the eye of yeah. the universe, but it doesn't actually tell you any more about it. You do at the okay at the start of every loop. You see this happen too. Yeah, I did. Took me a while to notice. It took mm. me a few loops to notice, but yeah, you see it fire out the probe every t- at the start of every loop because when you wake up you're looking right at Giant Steep with the probe on your yeah. side of the planet um, and it took me a while also to work out that it was just shooting in random directions at first I was thinking I can follow this and maybe yeah, it'll take me yeah. somewhere but you lose track of it so quickly especially when you have to get in your elevator to get up to the ship and then you, by the time you look back it's gone um, but yeah so I mean that's that's another one of those things in the early game where they're like Here's something to do straight away. Yeah, like it's right in the it's well. right in the center of your screen. As soon yeah. as you spawn, here's something you can Have do. A look. Go see what this is. Um, but yeah, so that's the thing. Um, do you want to quickly? I've got the interloper here next. Do you want to quickly talk about that? I don't even remember. Is it important at all? You get it on it. Sort of is to, important. You sit on it. You have to wait until it passes by the sun because it's a frozen comet. Mm. You have to wait until it passes by the sun so it can melt, and then you can go into the interior of it. What do you find in there? So what you find in there is ghost matter. Lots and lots of ghost That's matter. Right. So yeah. what happened was there was a Nomai's shuttle of like three dudes mm-hmm. and the shuttle got stuck frozen in the ice as two of the dudes went underneath. Mm-hmm. So the third dude was stuck. The two dudes went in and they found out that all this ghost matter was inside the comet. And so and like it was unstable or something. And it was about to go, like about to blow. So they, one of them stays there to like track it, and the other one goes to run to tell everyone, but he doesn't make it. It just explodes, and that's what kills all the Nomai. Oh, is it? That's how they all die. Huh. That's why, that's why. So the idea, right, is the Ashwin project was a failsafe because it was designed to activate if the sun, sun station succeeded or failed. But the problem is, neither of those happened, they just died I thought, from something else. For some reason, I seem to remember the interloper hits the sun, and that's what causes. 
bad things? I don't think so. Don't well, know. maybe that is how it ends. Maybe mm. that's how... It, well, I'm mm. not sure. But I, from what I remember, the perhaps the NLIB does hit the sun at the end of the loop. I never actually paid attention to it. Yeah. It sort of goes around. But whatever the case is, the the release of the ghost matter from the interloper was what killed everyone. And that's why okay. the Nomai didn't get to keep respawning because they hadn't activated the project properly. Um... Yeah, so that's about all you find there. You can sort of recall the shuttle at Brittle Hollow that's from there, and you can read a little bit about their mm. sort of trip, Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you can also just, for fun, shoot it out in any direction with you inside to, you know, kill yourself if you felt like it. And you can just meditate and respawn. Yeah, you can just meditate and respawn, I guess, yeah. Um, all right, so uh, they go together. So we'll talk about Brittle Hollow, I guess, and then the Whitehall Station becomes is sort of joined in with that. There's a lot of stuff on Brittle Hollow. Um... um yeah, Brittle. Okay, Brittle Hollow's gimmick is, as the name suggests, the world's just fallen apart. It's, it's just crap. Like the whole, because it's got, it's falling apart because it has a its own moon. It has a moon that's just which is fire. A volcano or lava. moon. Yeah, it's just a volcano moon. It just the volcano shoots. moon shoots at Brittle Hollow, breaking Brittle Hollow. And I believe this is procedurally generated. I saw somewhere. Yeah, it's just yes, yes. so as the as the moon, which I think is called like something lantern. It shoots, it shoots um, fireballs, basically, from the volcanoes at Brittle Hollow. And just wherever it happens to hit, all procedurally generated, it breaks off the pieces and mm-hmm. they fall into the black hole core, which then, that teleports them to the white hole station, which is, like, Spits off out. miles yeah. off the map, like, yeah. all the way out in the edge of the solar system. And so, obviously, inevitably, when you fall in, you oh, also teleport. Inevitably, inevitably <laughs> when you fall into the black hole... You also, you know, get sent off yeah. to the Whitehall Station, which in the end is something you need to do, technically. So I think the only way you can get inside the Tower of Quantum Knowledge, because the path there is broken, mm. like you can, because they have these weird purple crystals that you can walk up walls if yeah. they're like there, the path up that wall is broken. So I believe you have to wait for the Tower of Quantum Knowledge to fall into the black hole and then fly in from below. Yes, that took me a while. And. That teaches you the final rule of quantum mechanics, which I have forgotten. Yeah. Oh, I think it's it's a really super specific one, which is that to get to the sixth location for the moon, you have to be on the North Pole of the moon. Yeah. Yeah, yes, which yes. is it, which is a super specific rule. Like, all the other rules are quite generic, but this is a super specific rule. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so Brittle Hollow, it has a lot of different areas sort of around this core, and you, there's a lot of walking on the roof... All this sort of stuff. A lot of Brittle Hollow is, again, war. Yeah, there's there's a lot of bits that connect to different things, but they don't actually. Um, there's a lot of actually crucial themselves. Yeah. yeah. No. So there's like old settlements and stuff where mm-hmm. you learn. So you could learn things that you didn't know before. So for example, the ship that they know my first sent got sucked into Dark Bramble, and they sent out three escape pods. Yeah. And so there's a mural on Brutal Hollow that shows that one of the escape pods landed on the in-between, which you would have found already if you had mm-hmm. been there and gone to the Sunless City. One of them, I think, is it here? Yes, one of them's here on Brutal Hollow, which is where the why these murals are here. Mm-hmm. And then the third one gets stuck in Dark Bramble, which is something else you have to know yeah. as you go in. Um, what else is there? There is uh, the Black Hole Forge, which I think is just sort of... That's where they created their little ball that they need for the Ash Twin Project. Oh, yeah. The power yeah. orb, which is what you need, which I think is how you find out that you need that. 
to activate their ship later on. Yeah. So it's a lot of like learning about stuff and not necessarily uh, actually finding out anything crucial, I guess, no. or doing anything crucial. But yeah, Brittle Hollow, I think it's one of the more interesting planets just because of the In way. In terms of gimmick and what it does, like playability and stuff too, I guess, probably the most fun planet. Yeah. Um, one of the more annoying planets because of the black hole. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you mess up, you're in trouble. Yeah. But yeah, the walking on the ceilings and on the walls, mm-hmm. and there's like, there's these like, the teleport things yep. that, like, send... Not tel- not necessarily teleports, the, but I guess they're sort of, like... Uh, they're, like, halo grav cannons. Yeah, they're, like, something... Yeah, they float you in a direction. Yeah. Like, so you don't fall. You follow that path. There's a lot of them between different parts of the area. Um, yeah, there's, and there's, a, there's a lot of different places where you can... You can gather a lot of knowledge all in one go if you're there. Hmm. Um, we already talked about the Sun Station and the Ash Twin. Let's talk about Dark Bramble. Um, okay. Dark Bramble is... It's the end game. That is the end game, right? Pretty much, yes. That is that's pretty much the end of the You have to go there. One, It's the last destination you go to when you're trying to properly finish the game. In terms of, like, if you were doing all this in one loop, you'd go Dark Bramble last, and then go from there, finish your game. Yeah, if you knew knew how to play, you would go there last and do everything there last. But there's nothing important on Dark Bramble itself, because... Oh, on the outside, you mean? The outside is nothing. The outside is nothing. You have to teleport inside this Dark Bramble thing, and then it's its own sort of, like, multiverse, universe thing. Each level is like its own pocket universe. Mm, mm. So you go inside the tiny core of the planet and then suddenly it's a massive area yeah. and it's all like, it's all misty so you can't really see no. and there's a lot of like roots and things going around and there's anglerfish everywhere. Yes. Which um, is the big problem. Anglerfish are all. Yeah. So my, <laughs> my, my first thought, because I actually found out about Dark Bramble's like importance very quickly, which was when you find the seed on... Timber, Timber Hearth, there's yeah. a little seed there that you can shoot your probe into and it takes it to Dark Bramble and you actually hear Feldspar's signal, who Feldspar is he's the, a lost He's adventurer. the guy, he's its planet's custodian. Yeah, he's its planet's <laughs> custodian, but everyone thinks he's dead and lost to the world. Yeah. Like, no one knows he's there and he's actually trapped inside Dark Bramble. So my first thought was to fly myself as fast as possible towards his signal. Does not work mm-hmm. when the anglerfish uh-uh. just eat you immediately. Yeah. I thought I could race them, but it did not work. <laughs> So what you eventually find out from the uh, from the um, not the sun station from the Ember Twin when you go into the Sunless City is that they can't see, and therefore you have to move really really slowly so you don't make any noise with your thrusters. Now my first thought there was I started on my path and then I ejected myself with my ejector pod, and it took me. I ran out of air before I even made the first multi, the first pocket universe. Like I made it through the first one and I was almost out of air, mm. and then I went in. And there was another pocket universe. I was like, no, nah, I'm dead now. No. And then, I, yeah, so you, you can actually activate your thrusters up to one bar out of yeah, four. Yeah, you can go very, very But slow. you can also actually move without even triggering a bar at all. Like, it'll still mm. move, but it'll still be on, but it won't even the be one bar. The pro strat is to just rocket in at the very start. Yeah, you just get in, get momentum <laughs> up. stop. Yeah, and then yeah, just float. It, yeah, let it go. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you eventually, I think two universes in, you find Feldspar and he's, he's living in an anglerfish skeleton. Yep. And 
I mean, there's not a huge reason to... The, well, actually, the main reason to see him is because he tells you about the jellyfish, which... Yeah, which then... You then can go to a jellyfish, and that's how you find out that you need to get Steve. inside the jellyfish to get yeah. down to Giant Steep and get the code yeah. for the shuttle. To go to the eye of the universe. Yeah. Um, but the other reason is to be in Dark Bramble is that eventually you can find the signal for the original mothership of the Nomai when they first yes, teleported here. yeah. And that's what you need to finish That's how you finish the game, basically. So the thing is, you find it the first time, and there's not really... You can't do anything. Which irritated me, because it took me a long time to get through the three layers of Dark Bramble that you have to get through. Particularly the last (laughs) one, where you enter, and there's two anglerfish immediately in Mm -hmm. front of you, asleep. And you're basically screwed. So you find the ship, and you you can't do much with it. Like, you go in there, and there's like a weird triangle type pillar yeah. that you can put codes into but you, if you haven't found the code yet which I had not mm-hmm. you don't really know what to do with it you just put in random codes and nothing happens nothing. you can tell that it's broken that it, there's like a broken black hole core type thing there yeah. so you basically go all the way for not much also there's the pod in Dark Bramble that you can go which, to which yeah is it's just before yeah it technically is before if you know what you're looking for yeah like if you because you've got your signal scope that it can be attuned to pod signals yes, so if you've already found signal. a pod you can attune it and find your way there mm-hmm. mercifully there's no anglerfish in its area so no, you don't have to move slowly no. yeah Christ um, but you basically find that the pod that was the third pod and it got stuck in Dark Bramble on the way out it didn't make it out and it got basically got confused by all the pocket universe stuff all the people in, inside they got confused they could sense the signal of their main ship and they were trying to get back but they ended up all just crowding around this tiny little multiverse pod mm. that they, no one could fit through no. and the signal faded away and they all died which yeah a lot of no mind just died like look I mean they all died eventually <laughs> but like a lot of them just brutally died if I was stuck era. in a dumb pocket universe I'd give up the will to live to <laughs> so I don't blame them they, yeah. they didn't even know how to meditate so yeah they didn't know how to meditate but if they did they wouldn't have started uh, to live yeah. so it wouldn't, it wouldn't well. have helped them um, yeah so the, again this is, there's a lot of uh, throughout all these locations like there's a lot of text and stuff that you find that sort mm. of builds up some of it is just fluffy text where they talk to each other and be like yeah. you know friends but some of it does lead you in different directions um, so the only place we have left before we get to the end game is the quantum moon. What's the importance of it? Um, there's not a, it's lore? the importance is, is it's, it's mostly lore, but it also mm. is just that big mystery. That's, it's probably the hardest mystery to solve. The end game is, they're yes. both, they're, even the end game are the two I biggest I think I looked mysteries. this up as well. Yeah. It's very hard to get to. Yeah. And what turns out is that the quantum moon is the eye of the universe's moon. Hmm. It, and so, I guess because the Eye of the Universe is spooky cool, it can then... It, the moon itself teleports between five different planets mm-hmm. and between the Eye of the Universe when you're not looking. So, you have to know all these rules that we already discussed about quantum mechanics to get yeah. there. So, you have to know... Stand on it, look at it. Um, yeah, you have to look... Well, you need to take a photo. Be north. All this stuff, yeah. So, the first thing you have to do is find where it is, which is really annoying because... The easiest way to do that is just fly up from above a planet and just spin around as well as the planet that yeah, you're at. Yeah. Um, but then once you see it, you can't look away. And you can't change to your landing camera because that'll cause looking away. I don't think I ever use the landing camera. I love the landing no, camera. Because <laughs> the landing camera automatically aligns you so you're facing the ground. Yeah. So you don't just crash headfirst into a no, planet. that's the way. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so you have to first find it. Then you have to make sure it doesn't swing around the back mm-hmm. of the planet so you can't mm-hmm. see it anymore. You have to follow up. You have to shoot a probe. You have to get a photo of it while it's on that planet. Then you can look away. Once you've taken a photo of it with your probe, you can land on it safely. Because if you haven't taken the photo and you try and fly into it, technically it's like you can't see it anymore because you're in it yeah. and it's gone. Yeah. The amount of times I was standing on it and like looked up and then it was gone. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, God damn, God damn. I've got to find this again. Yeah. So you have to take the photo so it doesn't disappear. Then you have to fly in it. And then once you're there, you always arrive on the South Pole. That's just one of the rules of the Quantum Moon. You always arrive on the South Pole. Now, weird thing that I never really worked out was that when you land, you find a dead Nomai. Yeah. Who, it's, it's previously said that someone called Solanum was... He found the quantum moon, mm-hmm. and so I assumed it was him. But you then talk then to him you later. Find, you then yeah. talk to him later, completely fine. So he's he's the only Nomai. He's the only living Nomai living, in yeah. existence. Yeah. Yeah. So you that bit was really good. I liked that because there's no oh yeah common yeah. language. You have they speak in like symbols and They're such. Speaking swirls to you. So yeah, you have to pick up. You're like okay. Here's a symbol that corresponds to me. Here's a symbol that corresponds to you. Here's one that corresponds to, like, the moon. There's ones for, like, boop, explain boop, boop. as well. There's, like, yeah, explain yeah. or, like, something. There's a few different, so like, put, like, verbs. Explain me, please. Yeah, <laughs> like, you put explain me and then he writes something yeah, for you. And then you use your translator. And you read it. And, to, and, yeah. and he's like, oh, you're a person. You're yeah. like, All right, so. I don't know who you are. You, are, you just arrived here. And you're like, yeah. okay, I get this now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can talk. I was panicking that I was going to run out of time because it took me a while to get mm-hmm. onto the quantum moon. I was like, man, I got to talk. There's all yeah. so many different combinations. I have to talk. <laughs> I don't want to have to come back here yeah. again. <laughs> so, but before you get to him, right, you got to get to the quantum moon itself. Mm-hmm. And so there's two things on the moon. One is his shuttle, yep. which because it's on the quantum moon, I guess everything is a quantum object. So if you look away from it, it'll disappear. Yes. Do, can you even get in? Sh- you might be able to get in his shuttle. I don't think I did. I don't think I cared enough. But I yes. I might. Are we think. Hold on. Are we thinking of the same? I know you get in some place, and then there's a bunch of symbols on the wall or whatever, and then you have to flash your light on and off to change. That's the tower. Okay. Yeah, so his okay. shuttle is just a ship. Shuttle. It's just oh, a ship. No, I think. I think you can get in there and I think read you it. Can but get in. There's yeah. just nothing. But there's not much to be said. I think there'll be a little bit of like his log or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the main thing is the tower, which is. You get in there, and because you know that the third rule is that you have to be on the North Pole, mm-hmm. you can't get there immediately. Now, the other thing that took me a while to work out is that whichever planet you're on, the quantum moon mimics it. Yes. So, if you're yeah. on Giant Steep, the quantum moon is really flat and watery mm-hmm. because Giant Steep is just a water ball. If you're on Brittle Hollow or something, it's very rocky and sort of mixed levels. So... What you have to do first is go in the tower, shut the door, turn on the light first, then shut the door. Then you have to turn off. We have to have the light off and then you have to turn your light off and then turn it back on and you'll have changed position. Yeah. Because as discussed in the second rule, anything, if you're not observing your surroundings, you can move with the moon. Yeah. So the moon changes planets then. So actually the best planet is Giant Steep from what I've heard. I think so. Because not all the planets you can get to the North Pole because some of them they're just blocked off. That's right. Yeah, no, you need... Yeah, I think you need the you need the giant steep variation to be able to reach... To be able to reach the North, the North Pole. Pole itself. Yeah. So you reach the North Pole, then you got to spin around until the tower's there. Yeah. And then you can go in again, switch locations again, and you should arrive on the sixth location, which is basically just a black vortex. 
is the main idea of the Eye of the Universe. There's a, it's sort of rocky and dark. Yeah. But it's just a massive vortex above you, which is what the Eye of the Universe turns out to be. And that's when you meet Solana and you can sort of talk to him. And that's sort of mission solved then. That's mm-hmm. like... Yeah. That's not the end game, but it's you like... You could end there. Yeah. You could. That was a... That's a big mystery solved. Like, that is the second biggest mystery yeah. in the game solved there, even though it's not the end game. And so... I think it's time to talk about the end game. Yes. Um, so, yeah, like we said, Dark Bramble, end game location. You need to grab this black hole thingy off the Ash Twin project, the Ash Twin project. by doing that weird teleport, the most annoying teleport. Yeah, the most, which is weird because you're on the Ash Twin, but you're teleporting to the Ash Twin you're project. You're teleporting inside because, the Yeah, it's a, because normally, right, the teleports happen when the planet you're trying to teleport mm. to goes overhead. Yeah. But, of course, when you're trying to go down, nothing goes overhead because you're already going in. So, that's why you have to do it when the vortex goes overhead. Yeah. Um, so, you grab that. That's one. And then, what else do you need? You need the code from Giant Steep. Which you should the- already have. You shouldn't yeah. have. So, you start your loop and you just immediately go to the Ash Twin because mm-hmm. you should have that code memorized, yep. ready you've, to go. You've taken a photo of it if you're smart. Yeah, you've taken a photo <laughs> of it if you remember. So, then, yeah. Ash Twin, grab your thing. Go to giant. Uh, go to dark bramble. Navigate through the dumbass anglerfish. Yeah, yeah. Through all the ang- the thing is, you've got this limited amount of time because mm. you've only got the twenty two minutes, and you've already wasted about ten trying waiting to get for the, waiting for the thing, the ash to proceed enough. Yeah. And you're also technically you can count and die now because you've turned off the ash. Once you, once you, yeah. If you take once you the take black the whole thing. That's it. Yeah, once you take it out, technically, you can't restart again. Mm. So, yeah, you... The game will let you respawn if you die. But you technically can and die for the first time, which I did. Yeah, it's an actual death now. It's not just, oh, hey, pranked. Yeah, you get to respawn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the game still lets you respawn in a game sense, but in an in-world sense, you're dead. Yeah, which I think is one of the... It's something that you can't do with every game, but it's like it's really good when a game does give you a proper reason why you're dead like yeah, yeah. death respawning works within the game world mm-hmm. so yeah you lose that and you technically can die properly yeah so you grab them you go to dark, yeah, you go to dark bramble you never get through the anglerfish and you get to the big shuttle the main the, ship the yeah. my shuttle you get in you place your black hole generator replace it with the old busted one that yeah. screwed them to start with you're punching your codes that you took a photo of if you're smart and then you hit the teleporty switchy thing, and then you go to where? Yeah, that's <laughs> the the actual end game is very like I don't know meta or Ex- existential. Yeah, crisis. it's very existential because <laughs> what I think the final message is is that you did all this, and what you got was you just can and died. Like the world still ended because the sun still exploded. Yeah. You, you can't stop the sun from exploding. Yeah, it was the end yeah. of its natural life cycle. So you just embraced your fate and you, died. Where do you end up going? So there's a lot of different areas that you sort of go. First, you're sort of like, I think, in sort of a... Well, first you like fall into the vortex that was yeah. the eye of the universe. And then you sort of... So you go to the eye of the universe. Yeah, you go to like a planet which yeah. looks very similar okay. to the moon did when you were there. And you sort of just wander and then you like walk into like a big vortex. You go in the vortex and then you're in... Um, 
drugs land. Just yeah, it's hypoth- just... Yeah. It, like, nothing makes sense now. Yeah, you're in, like, a star field, and then yeah. the stars sort of become 3D that you can sort of see where they mm-hmm. all are on a map, and you're in a forest, so the stars, like, within yeah. a forest. and then all your mates that you've met from every planet, you then have to find them yeah, you have and to, like, them. recruit them in weird things, like, there's, like, weird stuff where you're, like, you still need to use they, all these they rules. They kind of relate to, like, what's happening on their planet from memory. Yeah, I, get, I mean, I remember one where... You still have to use the rule of quantum mechanics where you turn off the light and they mm. appear. But it's just like a weird stack of like wooded little creatures right. that yeah. just like appear and yeah. it's like I don't know what this has to do with anything, but it's just insanity. Yeah. Um anyway, you, you gather them all and you're like, Hey man, let's play a song. Yeah, so they all we'll play start the playing with their all different instruments and they all play the same instruments. And you know, I roasted a marshmallow at the end just to that's because that's mm-hmm. that's the first thing that's I did when I started the game. game. That's the yeah. last thing you do <laughs> when you the end the game. Lingo. And yeah, you sort of just fade away, and I think that doesn't it just fill with white light. I was going to say you play, and then it's like there's this grand explosion. I think. And is, th- is there like an? I feel like there's like a little ending bit where it sort of shows that like new something yes. new is growing, or like a new life is reformed. Like just one sort of screenshot, like a final screenshot of here's the end. Yeah. I think for some, I think. There's a good ending and there's like an eh, alright ending. I couldn't tell you what the difference is between the two. I couldn't tell you what makes, like, yeah. what constitutes a good ending. Because well, I didn't, so I didn't fill in every part of my oh, room. Yeah, like, yeah. I filled in every panel, but some of them still show question marks because mm. I technically hadn't explored everything that was there. Yeah. But maybe if you do that, that will give you a sort of better ending. Maybe, but I mean, I, I think the whole point is that, like, the, there was no point living in a time loop and the universe just has to end. Like, and through and from yeah. that, some like something new is created out of the supernova yeah. of the sun. It's you do your thing, you explore, but ultimately you can't stop. It's a sun. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the death of the universe. Yeah. You can't really do anything about that. Interestingly, though, you do find out that along the way that there is still the Nomai were like a clan within their own yes. species, yeah. and they like just teleported away. Mm. when they found the signal for the eye of the universe in our galaxy. So technically in the other galaxy, they're still existing because they don't live in the same sun as us. Yeah. So there's still people alive. It's just like this solar system has been destroyed. It's yeah. yeah, so it's sort of a, I guess, like a death and rebirth type deal yeah. at the end. Yeah. I mean, it's one of these ones where you sort of get built up on what the what it's going to end as and, you know, you never really get it fully fulfilled. I, again... The, it's not like an ending. You couldn't... I'm happy with there being no... Like, it's not a definitive ending, I, I guess, in the sense that, like... Because there's not really any story, you know, yeah. to end. It's just like, here's exploration. How do you end exploration? Oh, sun death. Okay. Yeah, they just need a reason for the game to be like, well, yeah, you're finished Okay, now. you're done. You've done yeah. everything you've done. Um you know, it's not like, oh, you got a story, you got a villain, oh, naturally, villain dies. Yeah. In game. Um, it's just, yeah, you've done everything, congratulations, here's the end. This mm. is what happens. I mean, as we said at the start, you could have technically just finished this immediately and looked at nothing. Yeah, you could have yeah. just done that final loop and mm-hmm. just ended it immediately if you knew what you were doing, which you yeah. have to obviously cheat to do that. Yeah. But you could just end it and you wouldn't have known anything. The whole point is that you discover this whole world that's existed before you and does exist now as you progress mm-hmm. throughout the story I think, through all the yeah, I think this game perfectly encapsulates um, it's about the journey not the destination yeah that's 
like the motto of this game it's the whole game is just learning and exploration doesn't matter how it ends doesn't matter you know whatever because the game itself is the exploration aspect of it it's having fun and learning and doing going here and there so you know yeah i mean it's not a it's not a linear story like no, because no. Technically, nothing progresses because you keep going back in time. Yeah. So the only thing that's progressing is your own memory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's no story progression because there is no story. There's an underlying story, but there's you're not interacting. You're not making a story. You're not a part of a story. Yeah. You're, just you're an observer that's finding out yeah. the world. Yeah. Which is a big uh, sort of refreshing change I guess from, from mm-hmm. most games where the playable character is the center you, of the universe. Yeah, you are the story. And yeah. And Oh, that's a side note. Ironically, from that documentary we watched, mm-hmm. um, they should they said that technically you are the center yeah, of the universe. Yeah, I, I saw that. So because of the way the physics works, technically you are everything always in the dead you. center of the yeah, universe. Yeah. And when you jump, everything else moves down mm-hmm. and you stay in the dead middle the whole time. So even though the whole moral of the story is that you're not the center of the universe, technically you In a are, game sense you are. <laughs> in a game sense you are. Um so that'll about do it, I guess. So, do you have any final final thoughts on the game? I mean, we just the music's up a bit. great. I love the music. It's like five notes that everyone plays on their different instruments, and it's the best. If if we can put the music, yeah, in here, I, if put I can put the music in, here, in I will put the music in. It it's not very. It's five notes, but yeah, yeah it's, look up Outer Worlds music. It's, it's simple, but it's poignant, and there are a few other songs with the end that sort of give you that feel of exploration or whatever you're doing mm. at the time. It's just yeah, the music is still in my mind it's you know i just think about the band the, the banjo twang of like i'm not gonna even try and attempt to sing the song yeah. <laughs> if you can put it in put it in yeah um but yeah uh i don't think i have anything else um if we're doing a, a rating 21 out of 22 burnt marshmallows uh, okay, is that a is that your rating system? Are you going to keep that for every game? Uh, I'll change I'll change my system. Based um, on the game. Yeah, I mean, if I had to give it a score, I guess I can give it. I don't know, eight out of ten. I yeah, mean, it wasn't it wasn't like my perfect game, but I think if you're a fan of games as a medium, it's something that you should try because it's something that's not really been done. It's, it's something different. new. Yeah, and you know, if you're bored of you know the same game you know the same open world generator over and mm-hmm. over again mm-hmm. coming out as a game this is something different and it's a reasonably deep experience you know like it's 20 it's average 20 hours i'd say maybe a bit longer yeah. there's something there for you and yeah i think it's worth a try especially absolutely um plus it's on game pass can we get xbox to yes it's on us? xbox game pass microsoft <laughs> can you give us money please um yeah no it's it's free or it's like 40 bucks or something. Yeah, it's not that's that not much. much. Yeah. Um, um, so I think that's going to about do it. So mm-hmm. we're going to wrap up for today. Uh, we will, you will find, I, th- I think the plan is that we're going to have at least three episodes out at launch. So whatever the next episode is, you'll know what it is. We don't know what it yeah, is yet. No. Um, but you'll know what it is because it'll already be up. So please go listen to it. It's probably as good as this one, if not better. We'll see. I hope. <laughs> Assuming it depends. If you think this one was really good, it's probably not better. But okay. if if you think this one was crap, it'll definitely be better than this. I think if they think this one's crap, they won't listen. They might not listen, but you know, um, we're hoping that we can convince you with one of the three episodes. Right. Um, so yeah, that'll wrap it up. Please do all the things that people do. I mm-hmm. think we'll probably be on YouTube as well as on podcasts. Yeah. So if we are, 
like us and subscribe and all those things on both. Don't or, comment though. Yeah. Don't. I mean, you can comment, but <laughs> try and nice. nice comments only. Yeah. <laughs> we will censor you if you, if you <laughs> comment violently. <laughs> Free speech. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that'll wrap it up. And, uh, yeah. So I've been Matthew. I'm Ben. And this is the Pass Play Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.